0: For the Lord is good, and His mercy endures forever. Thank you, Lord. Well, turn over to Mark chapter four, and uh, let's work with that for a few moments tonight. Thank you, guys. Want to welcome all of our guests here tonight? We're honored to have you here this evening, and. Uh, Brendan and I will either be in the front or in the foyer after the service. We'd love to shake your hand. Thank you for coming this evening. If you are here for the first time, if you wouldn't mind raising your hand, we want to greet you this evening. Hello, friends. Friends there. Thank you. Thanks for coming. Great to have you. My name is Pastor Mark. Uh, Brendan and I have been in this church for 30 years. And uh, we're just blessed to have you here this evening. Praise God. Well, look at Mark chapter 4, and we'll see where we go from there. And I want you to notice in uh, verse 35. Mark the fourth chapter, and verse 35, says, And the same day when the evening was come, he said unto them, that's his disciples, let us pass over unto the other side. Now, when Jesus says something to you from his word, it is an enablement for you to be able to do it. When Jesus said to them, let us pass over unto the other side, that was their enablement to get to the other side. In other words, it's a settled fact. He didn't say, go out halfway and drown. But he said, let us pass over to the other side. How many of you want to get to the other side of some things? Oh, yeah. Well, have you got a word that you know in the Bible that enables you to get through whatever you're going through? Yes, you see, you've got to be able to know what the word says. Be able to, you've got to be able to know what the word says concerning your healing if you're going to get on the other side. You've got to be able to know what the Word of God says about peace and and joy if you're going to get to the other side of some things. Because when the Word says you're healed, when the Word says I supply all your need, then that is your enablement to get through whatever you're going through. the enablement and heaven's resources and his provision, his angelic assistance, if necessary, to get you to the other side. Man, I like that. Because that means it's not up to me to get me to the other side. I have my part and you have your part to get to the other side. They had to get in the boat. Yeah, yeah. That's right. Our part is faith. Our part is to believe. For you see, he that cometh to God must believe that he is, first of all, that he exists. Yeah. And secondly, that he is a rewarder of those that diligently seek him. Our part... Say this with me. My part part is is faith. And faith basically means to trust, to believe, and to act on what the enablement has said. Let's pass. What do you say we get to the other side of some things? Verse 35. And the same day when the evening was come, he saith unto them, let us pass over unto the other side. You'll never get to the other side whining, complaining, bellyaching, and being a depressed Christian. And when they had sent away the multitude, they took him, even as he was in the ship, And there was also with him other little ships. And there arose a great storm of wind, as surely the wind will come. The test will come. The floods shall arise to try to scare you out of what you have believed. Amen. Now, the word great there is mega. Everyone say mega. Mega. You know, I grew up in Minneapolis, Minnesota, and they have the Mall of America there. And it is the biggest mall in the United States of America. It is huge. When they say mega, they mean mega. I have been to some wonderful buffets throughout my life. And I have been to some, me, I mean, mega buffets. Yeah. Mega means big. And so this storm was a storm with some bad intentions. This storm was after their life. There arose and there will arise things to try to scare you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There arose a great storm of wind and the wee waves, the weaves. <laughs> I didn't know they had weaves in those days. <laughs> and the waves beat into the ship so that it was now full. I mean, the ship was full of water, full of water, but he Jesus was in the back of the ship, and he was asleep on a pillow in other words, the enabler wasn't nervous about it. He was so confident that they were going to go to the other side that he went to sleep. They which have believed do enter into rest. He was confident. And that kind of confidence available to you and me. That kind of uh, assurance. That kind of being fully persuaded is available to every born-again believer. Isn't that good news? Amen. Not just Brother Copeland. No. Not just Creflo Dollar. Not just, you know, some of the people that we look at and we think, man, those guys got gigantic faith. He's dealt to you the measure of faith. Amen. That's right. Every one of you in this room. Yeah. It'd do you good to say on a regular basis, I have a measure of mountain-moving faith. Let's say it twice together. I have a measure of mountain moving faith. One more time. I have a measure of mountain moving faith. Cancer moving faith. AIDS moving faith. Hepatitis moving faith. Amen. We got a measure. We got a measure. We got a measure. We got a measure. And a measure call a bastia. And a measure is all it takes. Got a measure. A mountain moving faith. Amen. He was in the hinder part of the ship. And he was asleep on a pillow. And they woke him up. And they said unto him. See, they did not. They were not operating in the same posture that Jesus was. They said to him, Master, Jesus, don't you care that we are drowning? Don't you care? Here is a big problem, a huge problem. Their confidence. In making it to the other side, diminished at the sight of a circumstance, and not only their confidence went way down, but their faith in his care for them left the boat. That's yeah, that's good. Good. Yeah. Don't you care? Lord, I've been, I've been standing on the word all these years, I've been serving you all these years. Don't you care? That's an insult and that's a slap in your father's face. When you have the light and the revelation of how much love loves you. And when you have confidence in your father's love and in your father's care for you, it will drive fear out of your boat. It will expel every trace of terror. They were tormented. They were terrorized. They were thinking drowning. Right? Yeah. And they said, Master, don't you care? Don't you care? Don't you know that he does care? Don't you know that he sees you in your particular situation? And he is so crazy, wild about you. God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. If God didn't spare his only begotten son and since he paid the highest price for your salvation, how shall he not with him Freely give you all things. In other words. He loves you so much. He's committed. To your care. I'm in my father's care. I'm in my father's hand. Selah. Selah. When we got started in some of these things. Brendan and I didn't have. Two nickels to to rub together to our name. Nothing. And all of the tires on the freeway would talk to us. And they sounded like they were in one accord. What are you going to do now? You don't have any money. You don't have a place to preach. You don't have a roof over your head. You got a son. On the way, what are you going to do now? You know something? We had to answer those tires. you you got to learn to talk back to what's talking to you. Because if you don't talk back to what's talking to you, you will lose by default. Remember, we talked Sunday about how Jesus answered nothing. He said, No man eat fruit of thee hereafter forever. So we talked back to it. I think it's high time we learn to speak up. Amen. Speak up. We declared, you know what? Our God's been faithful to us this far. My Father loves us. He's committed to us. Why wouldn't He meet our need? And you know what He did? And he has. And he'll continue to do so. And God's no respecter of persons. Just because I'm a pastor and Brenda's a pastor, that doesn't mean anything. It has to do with our confidence and our faith in him. And we have known and believed the love that God has to us. God is love. He that dwelleth in God dwelleth in love and God in Him. Wow. That was so difficult for me to get a hold of when I was in a treatment center back in 1974. 140 pounds, $150 a day heroin habit. Checked in to a state hospital in Minnesota. I grew up in a religious atmosphere, and I don't put down any religion. I grew up in all Catholic schools, grade school, all boys, Catholic high school. I knew there was a God, but I did not know that God was love. And I remember the first day that I went into treatment, I was needed to withdraw. So I wasn't hearing right. I certainly wasn't thinking right. But I remember Lyle Pearson told me about the cross and about Christ and what he had done for me and that it was not only important for me to receive forgiveness but to forgive myself, but it didn't register because I wasn't able to hear it. But down the road, down the road, the Father kept working. Kept telling me, kept showing me how much he loved me. And there came a time where I intersected with eternal salvation. And if you haven't done that, you can do that same thing tonight. It doesn't matter where you've been. And it doesn't matter what you've done. What matters is will you make him your Lord and live for him? And so there was a problem here with, with uh, you know, questioning his care. And he arose. <laughs> so we see the great storm arose. But for every great storm, there's a greater God. Come on, somebody. For every great trial, there's a greater God. And greater is he. That is in you and you and you and you and you and and me and all of us than he that's in the world. And he arose. So he arose to the occasion when when the enemy comes, don't you dare back down. You step up. You'll notice that David didn't run from Goliath. David ran toward him. And so. He arose. And he rebuked the wind. In other words, he made a correction in the weather. He corrected what was causing the storm. He rebuked it. And I don't imagine that when Jesus woke up, I don't imagine when he arose... He was fearful about it, do you? No, he was not. How much fear was in him? Zero. How much? Zero. How much fear did Jesus have? None. Absolutely none. And you know what? We can get to a place in our lives. I'm not saying that everybody's there, but we can get to a place in our lives that we're delivered from all of our fears. I sought the Lord and He heard me. Hallelujah. And He delivered me from all my, every stinking one of them, all my fears. Woo! Glory to God. He delivered me. He'll deliver you from all your fears. And if he delivered you from all your fears. How many fears would you have left? Some person down at Ramah one time did a word study on the word all. He looked at the Aramaic. He looked at the Greek. He looked at the Hebrew. He looked at all these different. Translations, and he came up with this revelation that the word all means all. (laughs) That's right. All means all. All means there ain't no moss. No moss means no more. I sought the Lord, and he heard me. I sought him. I saw him, and he heard me. And he delivered me from all my fears. I was so paralyzed by fear for so many years. When I went out on the first pass that they let me out of the state hospital, I was shaking in my boots. I wasn't scared that I was going to go back and do drugs. I was just Afraid of the environment that I was going back into. But I found a scripture. And the scripture was, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. And when I went to the Greyhound bus station, all the way to the Greyhound bus station, I was thinking on, I'd never heard of faith's confession, but I was saying those scriptures over and over again. I was saying, you know what, bless God, I can go on this weekend pass. I can do all things through Christ with strength. I had a little talk with myself. How many of you know sometimes you need to talk to yourself? I said, I can do this. Now, I can do it, but I can't do it in my own strength. But I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. I don't know how to describe it to you. Never really happened to me before. I was just recently born again. But the Holy Ghost came upon me. (laughs) <laughs> sitting in that Greyhound bus. Revelation. And the Comforter brought great comfort to my soul. And I made Amen. it. I made it. I made it. I made it. Because He made it for me. He made the way. He's made the way for you. Whoo, glory to God. Free. Free. Whom the Son has set Free is free indeed. I don't even know how many years it's been since I've had drugs. It was December 18th, 1974. I know it ain't four years. I know it ain't 14, but it's more like 35 or 36. Not to Mark be the glory, to God be the glory. Only God can do that. And you know something? 40 years this year... Man, I'll have to wake up early that morning and praise him 39 times. (laughs) But fear was a very, very big part of my life. I was terrorized, fearful, partially, you know, the drugs made me that way. But I sought the Lord. And you can seek Him. Now, sometimes in seeking Him, He'll show you things. Word people are very good at putting on an outside show. They're very good at putting on a smile in church and yet at home they are so tormented when you seek the Lord not only will his presence come upon you but in seeking him he'll show you some things and he can show you areas of fear that you never even understood or realized were in your life I sought the Lord and he's heard me and he'll hear you and he'll deliver you from all your fears. Let's raise our hands and thank him for that. Glory to God. Mate We give you glory, Lord. We give you praise and honor and glory. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. I learned something this week about two things that we must do where fear is concerned. You want to hear what they are? Okay. Turn over to, uh, and we'll get back there in a minute, and I'm not going to preach all night, so don't get nervous look at James chapter 4 James the 4th chapter thank you Lord Jesus so Jesus rose up and he wasn't afraid James the 4th chapter look with me at verse 7 submit yourself therefore to God resist the devil And what will happen? He will flee from you. Jesse DePlantis said, he said, instead of Christians resisting the devil, they're assisting the devil. Uh (laughs) Now, one way that we assist the devil is through words contrary to the word of God. Another way that we assist the enemy is opening up the door to fear. Okay? So number one, submit yourself to God. Number one, resist the devil and he will flee from you. We could say it this way. Resist fear and fear will flee from you. Did you know that fear is everywhere? This whole planet, this whole world system is saturated with the spirit of fear. It is all over the place. It is in the media. It's on the radio. It's all over. And that's why God is speaking to us tonight. He wants us to be reminded that God didn't give us a spirit of fear. This is 2 Timothy 1.7. You need to know this scripture. Who can quote 2 Timothy 1.7? That's not enough here. Let me quote it for you and then I want you to learn it. 2 Timothy 1.7 says, For God has not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. God didn't give us the spirit of fear. Now I want you to notice, fear is a spirit. Fear is a spirit. Fear is an evil spirit. And God didn't give us the spirit of fear. But he gave us the spirit of faith. He gave us the spirit of love. And of a sound mind. So when we look back at James 4, 7, we see it says, Resist the devil or resist the spirit of fear. And what will happen? The spirit of fear will flee from you. The word flee there means run from you as in terror. He will run from you as in terror. So number one, resist him. Now, how many of you have had feelings of fear? How many of you have had, well, you don't need to raise your hands. But perhaps you've had full-blown panic attacks. You don't need to raise your hand. Fear is a spirit. And you will fear it. I mean, you will, you will feel it. But you don't have to fear it. Feeling fear and yielding to fear are two separate things. I mean, you can have all of the symptoms of fear in your life, but you don't have to let on your life, but you don't have to let it in your life. Yeah. So your hands may be sweating. Maybe a panic attack has come on. But I mean, through the test, through the trial, stand up and speak up. Say, you know what? God didn't give me a spirit of fear. But a power, a love, and a sound mind. You spirit of fear, I resist you in the name of Jesus. You cannot intimidate me any longer. I demand you to go from me now. So you speak to it, right? Okay, number one, you resist, but now you have to replace. Replace. Replace the fear with faith-filled words. Replace those thoughts, dislodge those imaginations with God's word. Pull down the stronghold and take yourself another stronghold of the word. Replace it. Say it with me. I resisted. resisted. And then I replace it. I replace the fear with faith filled words faith-filled now let's close this up Mark chapter 4 let's look back at there well I'm just afraid I'm not going to be able to pay my bills don't verbalize that resist that and then replace that with I call all my bills paid. I call all my needs met according to his riches in glory by Christ. Well I'm just I'm just afraid my babies will end up in hell. Don't say that. Resist that. I mean they might be out there rebelling, doing everything that they shouldn't be doing, but you've got to resist that fear and then replace it with faith filled words. No, I'm a child of God. And whatever I bind on earth is bound in heaven. And I bind those demonic forces coming against my babies, coming against my grandchildren in Jesus' name. Amen. Take your hands off them. I put a stop on that right now. And now I pray and I loose a labor across their path. Replace it. Replace it. Replace it with faith filled words, faith filled thoughts. No, my children will not go to hell. You know why? Because I am a believer. And I'm not only a believer, but I'm a receiver. And the Bible says that if I would believe upon the Lord Jesus Christ, not only will I be saved, but my whole house is going to be born again. My whole house. My mom, my dad are in heaven. My brother Tim is in heaven. When Lucy dies, she's going to heaven. When Danny passes, he's going to heaven. When all my children go on to be with the Lord, they're going to heaven. All my grandchildren are going to heaven. I'm going to start reaching out to some of my cousins. (laughs) Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Okay, let's go back to Mark chapter 4. And there arose a great storm of wind. The waves beat upon it. Ship was now full. He was in the higher part of the ship, sleep on a pillow. And they woke him up and said unto him, Master, don't you care that we perish? Say he cares. cares. And he arose and he rebuked the wind. And he said, unto did not he answer it? Did not he answer the storm? I'm a big, bad storm. I'm going to take you down. Look at your boat going back and forth. I'm bad boy. I'm going to kill you. He arose. And he rebuked it. He spoke to it. And what did he say? Peace. Peace. Think about it. He's the prince of Peace. So that peace yeah. came from within him. Yeah. Amen. And it was released in words. Yeah. There's creative power in that. Yes. Amen. Amen. Peace, be still. peace be still. You ever just felt like uneasy and not restful? Mm-hmm. Just try this on for size some night. Just put your hands on your chest. Say, peace, be still, be still, know that I'm God. So he spoke from within himself, he said, peace, be still, and the wind ceased. And what kind of a calm was there? What kind of a storm was it? But then what kind of a calm was there? Peace trumps storms. Jerry Savell says it like this. It's one of these messages just branded in my spirit. Jerry says it like this. He said, for every mega storm, God always has a mega calm. So if you're going through a mega storm... First of all, be at peace. Don't fear it. And let the Prince of Peace rise up on the inside of you and give you grace and anointing to speak. All right. Verse 40, and this is a whole message. I've been listening to this, just feeding on this all week long. Verse 40. And he said unto them, why are you so fearful? He wanted an answer. How is it that you have no faith? I told you you're going to go to the other side. Now why are you yielding to fear? Why are you yielding to it? Do you know what the answer is? The answer is, Lord, mercy. Mercy don't you know that they could have done the same thing that Jesus did yeah. he said why are you so fearful how did you have no faith instead of admitting the fact that they yielded to fear mm-hmm. they went deeper into it yeah. notice the next verse and they feared exceedingly <laughs> well, I mean they, they bumped her up didn't they I mean, these guys, they were afraid, but now they're in the exceeding realm. They feared exceedingly. And they said to one another, Wow, what manner of man is this that even the wind and the sea obey him? You see what happened to them, and I think what happens to us sometimes, is the wind and the sea in our mind and our thinking gets bigger than God. But if we will feed on the bigness of God and remain steadfast on the word of God, we can rise up just like Jesus rose up. And we can speak to the mountains, to the things that come against our life, and we can live in the zone of victory. Is that all right for tonight? Let's all stand to our feet. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Let's lift our voice and thank Him you. For...